We are on the bottom of Chagiga Yates Amabez. We're about to start Chagiga Chaf Amar Aleph. We're now on the bottom of the archival of 19b, about to start 20a1. We are going to, in this week, complete the second chapter. It's very exciting. We're going to complete the second chapter of Chagiga, and then we'll have one chapter to go. And uh, till we finish this uh, this entire tractate of Chagiga in around uh, two months, two plus months. So we are almost we are almost there. As an introduction to uh, the coming Gemara, the there's a concept of of kodesh that the Mishnah described. That kodesh is referring to the sacrificial offerings, and as we mentioned in our introduction to the to the Mishnah, there are different levels of of transferring over of tumah of impurity, and just to review that, we have the avha tumah, the person who becomes impure by different ways to become impure. Um, uh, someone who a woman who is a nida uh, from her period, a man who is a zav, he has certain also emissions, specific types of emissions. They have a status of an avha tumah. Somebody that touches them is called a person that touches them is called a rishon utama is a first degree. A person can become a first decree um, latuma to tuma to impurity, and then they become impure. After that, people cannot become impure. People can only become impure by actually becoming they themselves impure through some sort of action, or they could touch somebody who who became impure. Now, when it comes to food, food could become a second degree. They could if food if a person then touches food, then that food becomes impure as a second degree and then for the third and fourth degree regular food cannot become cannot uh, go further than a second degree transfer of impurity but for a third degree you could have truma truma which is the crop which is given to the kohen that could ha- that could become tame as a third degree on a third degree uh, impurity and then kodesh that which is sacrificial offerings those the, the sacrifices themselves could become impure on even beyond that as a fourth degree tuma, and then they can become impure through that. So clearly, Kodesh, the offerings, have a higher stringency in that um, it, 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 it can become more easily uh, impure because it could even get become impure through a fourth degree from the original person who became Tameh, from the original person who became impure. There's a second aspect of Kodesh, of sacrificial offerings, which is also a stringency, which is that there is a prohibition to make that Kodesh, that food which is Kodesh, to make it impure, to make it Tameh. So there's a prohibition to make it Tameh, to make it impure. And so those two ideas are necessary for the coming Gemara. So again, Kodesh could become a fourth degree from the original person. It's a fourth degree Tuma. For Truma, it's a third, up to a third degree. Um, other foods, all other foods is second degree, and then only people could become tame by directly by through first degree impurity. So there are some people, Amar of Mari, or Mari says, Shmamina, we learn from our Mishnah. The Gemara is going to explain which line in the Mishnah. They're going to have two suggestions, reject the first one, but they're going to have two suggestions where we see this from our Mishnah, the following idea. Let's say you have people. Rashi explains that you have people who they eat. Kodesh all the time. So they eat, uh, they're, they're, they're constantly eating from the sacrificial offerings. 
And as a way of just being accustomed to being aware of the different levels of tumma, of impurity, so they decided to take upon themselves that even when it comes to regular food, they are going to treat regular food to the same degree as Kodesh. So what would that mean? So that would mean that the food then, they, they, want, to eat, they want to eat it in purity, uh, as, as something which is pure. So for that person, they're going to they're gonna take it upon themselves to eat even regular food, not Kodesh food, but even regular food as something which is only in Tahara, even though as only when it's pure, even though you don't have to eat Hulan regular food in a state of purity, but they would only eat the regular Hulan, the regular food in a state of purity. So if a person takes upon themselves that they're only going to eat regular food only in a state of purity and not just when it comes to Kodesh, to the sacrificial offerings, so the question is, what is the status of, the, of that food? What did, is it just something that they took upon themselves? Or is it more than that? Did they take it upon themselves and therefore the food itself has a different status? So Ramari wants to say that we can prove from our mission that it really takes on a different status. What is that status? It then has the status of Kadosh, meaning as follows. Meaning, halakhically, because this person took it upon themselves, so then that food could also receive now the fourth degree of impurity because they took it upon themselves to treat it as Kodesh, that they're only going to eat it in a state of purity. So then that food then could become impure through a fourth degree, even though regular food could only become impure through a second degree. This food now could become impure through a fourth degree. And that's proven from our Mishnah. A second idea, perhaps, which is what Rashi says elsewhere, she says that also there would be a prohibition to make this food impure. Just like there's a prohibition to make Kodesh impure, there would be also a prohibition to make this food, which is just regular, normal food, which a person took upon themselves to eat it only when they're pure. So then it will have the status of Kodesh. It will have the status of Kodesh, and then you cannot even, there would be a prohibition to make it impure. So Mimai, the Gemara asks, what is the proof to this idea? How do we see this from the Mishnah? So turning the page now to 20A1, the Gemara wants to give one suggestion, and then we're going to reject that suggestion and then give a second explanation. It says, In the first part, again, we had three parts of the Mishnah. So in the first part of the Mishnah, it describes uh, the different levels of Tumah, of really the different levels of 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 tuma to different things, whether it's regular food or tetruma or kodesh or mechatos, and it doesn't include in the list, it doesn't mention anything about the list about people who treat regular food as kodesh. It just says regular food, you have to wash your hands for. And maestro sheni, you have to wash your hands for. And truma, you have to wash your hands for. And for kachim, you have to put your hands in a mikvah. But it never discusses that category of chulin, regular food which a person treats as Kodesh, as something which is on a, that they'll only eat it in purity, and that it, since it doesn't mention anything about that, so then we could just assume that really it takes on that status of something which is Kodesh, something which is has the same level as regular sacrificial offerings where um, you would have to uh, wash your hands if it becomes impure and you want to eat it. If you become impure and you would want to eat it, so then you would have to wash your hands in a mikvah, uh, or just any time you would want to have to want to eat it, you'd have to wash your hands in a mikvah, or the fact that it has a fourth degree tumma, fourth degree level of impurity, 
the fact that it's not mentioned in the list this implies that it does really take on the status of Kodesh, of the sacrificial offering. So the Gemara rejects that, and the Gemara says, no, the reason why it's not on the list is because the Yidam Lutrima, he says because the reason why it's not mentioned on the list is because there's another Mishnah elsewhere. There's a Mishnah in a different tractate which already discusses this. So there's no need to discuss it here if it's already discussed elsewhere. And elsewhere, what does it say? It's not. It says in a Mishnah elsewhere. The first opinion says that if even if you personally, you personally want to take upon yourself that all your regular food, you're going to treat, that you're only going to eat it when you're in a state of, of purity, that you're tahor, still, the food itself has the status of just regular food, and it cannot become impure to a fourth degree or even to a third degree. It's just through what food, what all regular food is, which is up to a second degree from the original person that became impure. That's the first opinion. The second opinion says, no, it's not going to be fourth degree. It's not going to be like Kodesh. But we, we will say that it has the status of truma. Truma can become impure up to a third degree. And the reason for that, for that opinion, is because we're not going to say it's like Kodesh, which you only eat in the base of Migdash. And if you yourself take it upon yourself that you're only going to eat it in a state of purity, that's not the same as just regular animal sacrifices and offerings, which are in the base of which are only eaten in the base of Migdash. But truma, truma can be eaten. Truma is found everywhere. Truma is found everywhere. And so then it makes sense to say, for us to say that this food is has the status of truma and it's like it could reach a third degree of uh, of impurity. It has, it has the same status as truma. So the Gemara says that there's a reason why our Mishnah doesn't mention it is because it's already found in another Mishnah. There's a dispute about it in another Mishnah. But no, there, none of the opinions in, the Mishnah, in that Mishnah say that it has the same level as Kodesh, as the stringency of sacrificial offerings. It says that either it's like regular food or it takes on the status of truma. But both opinions, they don't suggest to go as far as what the Gemara wanted to suggest to say that it's like Kodesh. So that's the reason why it's not mentioned in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Elamei Seifa. So rather, the proof is from the end of the Mishnah. It's not from the beginning of the Mishnah, but from the end of the Mishnah. We had two stories in there from the end of the Mishnah. Again, these stories were about how certain people kept... They were careful up to a certain point, and so then other people, they would be careful not to touch them or touch their clothing if they wanted to eat a, 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 a food which is a, has a higher stringency of, of purity and impurity. So, El what were those two stories? Yosef ben Yuezer haya chassid shebikuna. Yosef ben Yuezer was a chassid in, he was very devout Kohen, as a Kohen, and so, but and he kept it on the level of truma because a kohen could eat truma. Yet, his clothing and his napkin was considered tame for somebody who ate kodesh. He didn't eat kodesh all the time. This person Yosef ben Yezer did not eat kodesh all the time. So, even though his standard was for truma, somebody whose standard was for kodesh for the animal offerings would not be able to touch his clothing. The second case, Yochanan ben Gudgida, so he ate regular food at the same with the same standards as Kodesh. Exactly our case. Chulun al Taras Kodesh, he ate regular food and only in a state of purity his entire life. And the Mishnah says that his cloth, his napkin, was considered tame impure 
for somebody who was an even high, who was dealing with something on an even higher level, i.e., what the Mishnah says is mechatas, a very specific water which is used for the korban chatas, which is on an even higher level than a regular kodesh, than a regular sacrificial offering. So the fact that it says that it's tame only for the, for that highest level, it says lechatas in lechodesh lo. The implication is. But when it comes to Kodesh, if somebody, if this person, Yochanan, good, 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 took it upon himself to eat regular food in a, in a state of purity, so then it sounds like it's only with regards to that chatas, that highest level, that it, that we're concerned for the, that it'll make somebody impure who's eating that, that highest level. But if it's for somebody who is just eating Kodesh, so then that seems like it's fine. That uh, we we were fine with that, so that seems to imply that seems to imply that chulin, regular food, which is a person takes it upon himself to eat it in a state of purity, really has the status of kedusha of kodesh of offerings, which are also only eaten when a person's in a state of purity, and so that's the proof from the Mishnah. So in the end of the day, we end up having three different opinions. When a person takes it upon themselves to have regular food only in a state of purity, only to treat it as if it's kodesh, as if it's uh, an offering, so that they just get accustomed to it. So then one opinion says that it still has the status of chulin. It's still just like regular food. Another opinion says that it has the status of truma, that it could get a third degree of impurity. Regular food is only a second degree. And then our Mishnah says that no. The end of our Mishnah seems to imply that it has the status of of Kodesh, uh, does have the status of Kodesh, of a regular offering, and then it become Tameh, it can become impure up to a fourth degree. It can reach a certain level of impurity. And also, according to Rashi, there will also be a prohibition to make that food impure, even though it's regular food, because you get, you said that you're only going to have it in a level, in a state of impurity, uh, state of purity, sorry, a state of Tara. So then for you to go ahead and to make it impure would be a prohibition. Okay, that is the discussion with regards to somebody who takes it upon themselves to eat regular food on a higher level, only in a state of purity, so that they become accustomed to eating always in a state of purity.